0: you have your Bibles with you, I want you to open to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians is towards the end of your Bible. If you've been with us over the past few months, actually, first of all, if this is your first time here, or one of your first times here, we love you and we're really thankful that you're here this morning. We've been going through this series talking about Jesus coming in the flesh. This idea that here is God who is spirit and God is uncomprehendable literally uncomprehendable in every way. You can't comprehend his love. You can't comprehend his character because it's too big for us as human beings to understand. And Jesus, out of his love for us, didn't judge us according to that, but instead became human himself, took on flesh. The word says that because Jesus was a human being, he understands everything that you're going through in your life as well. But not only that, you can understand and relate to God in the same way. And in that, we've been looking at all kinds of different ways how Jesus was present in the world and how he wants to be not only present in your life, but you get to be present in this world in the same way. And we're going to go for the next three weeks, including this Sunday, um, to finish out the series that we've been going through. And we're going to look at something in particular when it comes to reconciliation and forgiveness over the next couple weeks. And um, before we get into Ephesians 4, verse 29... I just want to say that this morning in talking about specifically forgiveness, can you say forgiveness with me? As a pastor, but even more just as a Christian, I have never seen anything play more influence into someone's faith than forgiveness in itself. I have never seen someone's understanding of forgiveness make or break their faith. And not just forgiveness of the people in front of them, but their own understanding of forgiveness over themselves in their own life. There's, there's nothing more freeing to your faith and to your life when you're living in the fullness of God's forgiveness. And there's nothing more ensnaring to your life and to your heart and to your attitude than when you don't understand the fullness of it. And so where you look at this scripture that we're in, This was written to a group of believers much like ourselves. And this is what it says. Verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Can you say amen with me? It's God's word. This scripture begins to describe the do's and don'ts of certain particular parts of faith. It says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Get rid of bitterness. Someone who is bitter does not represent the kingdom of God. Malice is not a representative. Slander, brawling, all those things. And what it says is kindness and compassion are the things that represent Christ. But those are describing things that we are as Christians. And at the end of the scripture, what you notice is it gives a do. It tells us something that we do in our faith that is correlated to those things. And it says, forgive. Everybody say forgive again. It says, forgiving each other just as... In Christ, God forgave us. Isn't that interesting? When you look at it and you think about for a minute that the answer to brawling, to malice, to slander, to every form of sin, that the answer is forgiveness. The answer to your anger issue, the answer to becoming kind and compassionate in your life, isn't just trying to be those things really hard. But deep down at its core, it's a matter of forgiveness, and when we talk about forgiveness, I want to be clear this morning, because there's a lot to talk about, which is why we're not taking one week to talk. But when I'm talking about forgiveness this morning, I'm talking about from your heart. There are definitely points where you talk to people face to face about things that have happened. There's definitely certain circumstances and things like that where you're building trust with one another. But what I'm talking about this morning is forgiveness from your own heart. Amen? Amen. Everybody understand that? That's an important thing to understand. This is about you and God and the forgiveness of your own life in your heart before you talk to anyone else or if you talk to anyone else. There's nothing more freeing and ensnaring quite like it. Forgiveness is something that Jesus talked about quite often in the Bible. In fact, he talked about it 77 times in the New Testament. It's mentioned. It's an important topic taken seriously by Jesus. It's something that when you think of forgiveness, maybe you're in here and you're like, yeah, I know what forgiveness is, Pastor Jeff. Forgiveness is this thing that happens between me and another person when someone wrongs the other person. It is, but it's not just that. Forgiveness isn't a matter of just between one person and another or a group and another person direct. You know, forgiveness is an indirect thing as well. Do you know that forgiveness is a lifestyle that works with the people around you? Did you know that people indirectly hurt you and you have to forgive them when they do? Did you know that? Maybe you're someone over this past week and a half where you watch the news or you're on social media and you see something that infuriates you. Amen? Amen? You don't have to go very far into social media to find something that frustrates you, right? Yet maybe it's something... How many of you have ever seen one of your friends at school, something happened to them, and immediately to the person who did it, you're like, I don't like you. You know what I mean? How many of you have been there before? How many of you have seen something happen to one of your friends, and it required you to forgive that person, whether they even knew who you were or not? It could be just the way that you view the world around you. It's interesting because when you when you see someone who is able to forgive Truly in the grace of God, they have this hopeful attitude for the world around them. They believe in the best and they believe for the best for everyone around them. They're quick to forgive and they're quick to look for the best, not just in their friends, not just in the people in front of them that they like and want to forgive, but they're quick to forgive and to hope for the best even in the darkest places around them. Forgiveness is not just a direct one-on-one you and another person, or your group against another person, forgiveness is a way of looking at the world around you that Jesus wants you to live in. Forgiveness is the very DNA of God's love and his people. It's something so important. Many of you guys know what DNA is. I'm sure you studied it in school. DNA is the actual genetic code that makes up every living thing. Did you know that if your DNA was actually written out and put together and shown for what it is your DNA in one human being would go from the earth to the sun and back nine times you have a lot of DNA that makes up each person and that's just one living person that's not even taken into consideration everything that's ever made you know that forgiveness is the DNA of God's love you can't separate God in the way that he loves us and the idea of forgiveness they're one and the same In fact, when it says, just as in Christ, God forgave you, what that's saying is this. God wanted to show and offer us forgiveness, so he sent his son to die on the cross for us. The very act of Jesus dying on the cross and resurrecting again was God saying, I want to offer you forgiveness for your sins because I love you. Think about that for a moment. Forgiveness is an important topic, amen? And not only that, The Bible would even go as far as to say that forgiveness is the standard by which God will measure us in Christ Jesus. You know that? Jesus said in Matthew 6, 14 through 15 that when you forgive other people, that your heavenly Father forgives you. But when you don't forgive other people, it says that your heavenly Father doesn't forgive you. That probably means that it's an important topic to look at. Amen? There's another story in the Bible Jesus is telling. It's called the parable of the unmerciful servant. And Jesus tells the story of this king who had a servant, and the servant owed him a debt of, this is how much, 200,000 years of daily wages, which was about $10 billion. How many of you get in a $10 billion debt? How do you even do that? Amen? And he comes. Jesus was just being sarcastic. No one can amass that debt. What he was showing is that no one can pay back this debt. The servant comes to the king, and he says, I'm sorry, I can't pay this back. The king forgives the entire $10 billion. Now, that servant turns around to one of his friends or her friends and says, pay me back this one day's wages that you owe me and doesn't forgive the servant. And then the king gets wind of this and takes his servant and says, I showed mercy to you. You should have showed it to someone else and put him in prison until he paid it back and said, this is how my father will treat every one of you unless you forgive from your heart. It's an important topic to think about, amen? Jesus takes it serious, and so are we to take it serious as well. So this is what forgiveness looks like from the heart. The actual word in itself that's used in the Bible, the actual definition is to this. To forgive is to send away, to bid going away or to depart, to send forth, to yield up. So when you think about a debt, you think about someone who has hurt you, it's like you're yielding it up. You're like, I'm not going to hold on to this. I'm not going to hold this against people anymore. I give this up. To surrender is another one. To expire, it's like there was this anger. There was this frustration. There was this justice I wanted from someone who wronged me. And now I'm going to let it go. You know what's interesting? The Bible was written in Greek in the New Testament. And sometimes those words that are written in Greek are used to translate to different words in the English language. You know what other words are used for forgive in its original Greek? Abandon is one of them. Like you're abandoning your sin. You're abandoning offense. Another one, really interesting, divorce. Like you are divorcing offense. You are divorcing this sin or this thing this person had against you or whatever you have against them. You are letting it go. Forgiveness is a radical idea in the Bible, especially when it comes to our own heart. And the Bible shows that in the different places And I think that that definition shows the very nature of that forgiveness is radical and it's undeserving. That's one of the points I want to make this morning. Please write this down. Forgiveness is undeserving and it has, everybody say has, it has to be that way. Forgiveness is absolutely undeserving. In your own life, there is nothing we could do to earn the forgiveness of God. In fact, the Bible says that it's because of our wickedness and because of our sin that Jesus died for us because he knew we could not forgive ourselves so that he could offer forgiveness freely and undeservingly. And it has to be that way. It can be really detrimental to your faith when you think you have to earn God's forgiveness because what you quickly realize is that you cannot come up with it. In fact, what the Bible says is is it's an insult to the cross when you try to forgive yourself or earn forgiveness because it says that the cross wasn't enough. Not only that, but forgiveness is a gift to the people that we give around them. There's no reason why we should forgive the people around us. The same radical forgiveness that Jesus shows to us and purifies us from our sins is the same radical forgiveness we get to show to each and every person around us now once again i want to just i want you to understand i'm not saying like well that means you can just entrust anything to anyone or you don't have to talk to them about anything what i'm saying is in your own heart you can forgive people we get to forgive people and it's undeserving at its core has to be given freely without reservation no matter what has happened The minute it becomes something you can earn or deserve, you can justify not forgiving people. Amen? The minute that you believe that someone has to earn your forgiveness or that you have to earn God's forgiveness is the minute that forgiveness will not be given. Anybody know the buts of forgiveness? Amen? Where it's like, but Lord, they did this to me. But Lord, they can't be trusted with this. But Lord, they've done this to me ten times in a row. My favorite kind of butt of forgiveness is, well, until they talk to me, I guess I can hold on to unforgiveness. Anyone ever been there? Yeah. But the problem with that is this, is that it allows you to justify not forgiving people from your own heart. And once again, that doesn't mean you can't talk to them. We're all for talking and reconciliation, but you can talk to people and fix things and forgive them before you ever talk to them in your own heart. Amen. Forgiveness is a matter that starts in the heart. This is where it often gets caught up in the moment when you say, well, they need to do this or this needs to happen in order for me to forgive someone, whether it's someone directly or whether it's someone indirectly. There's an interesting scripture in Luke 23. It talks about Jesus. He's hanging on the cross and he's dying at this point. And it says that the people were cursing him, slandering him, saying, if you're really the Messiah, why don't you get down from the cross? The only reason Jesus didn't is because he wanted to finish the perfect sacrifice so that they could have forgiveness. And while they're cursing him, Jesus on the cross says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Can I ask you something about that scripture? Did Jesus have the opportunity to step off the cross and look at every person in the face and say, I hope you know what you did to me, or let me tell you about who I am first before I forgive you, or do you realize how bad that hurt me? Jesus didn't get that opportunity, but he didn't need it for his own heart to forgive them. In the same way, when we look at the world around us and we look at the people around us that have hurt us, we get to sit and say, Father, forgive them. They don't, Necessarily know what they're doing. Whether they do or not is irrelevant to the forgiveness I release to them. Forgiveness is a matter of releasing others, but it's also releasing yourself. How many of you have ever, like, not forgiven someone, and what you find over time is that you're the one that's mad about it, and they have nothing, they like, don't feel bad? Amen? You're like, you find yourself angry. You find yourself bitter, you find yourself trying to find a way to justify, but really you're the one that's in prison and they're fine. See, that's what unforgiveness can do because it begins to kind of take over and harden your heart in a sense. In fact, that's when offense gives way. Everybody say offense. When I say offense, I'm not saying like, hey, that's a fence in the yard over there. What I'm saying is like offense. Offense would be defined as annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived, that's a key word, perceived insult. So it doesn't even need to be a real thing that someone did to you. If you just decide in your heart, I'm going to be offended by that, then it becomes offense, whether it's real or not. See, offense is, what is offense? It's forgiveness unresolved. You can be hurt by forgiveness. I'm so hurt by when people hurt me. You can be hurt by the things that people have done. Sorry. You can be hurt by the things that have happened to you, but holding on to it, not bringing it to Jesus and finding a path of healing, whether it's in that moment or whether it's something he has to walk with you in. Offense is not something God wants for you to live in. Offense isn't intended for you to live with. I think one of the things that you can do is that if you have a fence with something, maybe in your heart, whatever it comes from, you know, actually, um, it's funny because a fence usually happens in indirect ways. Fence can happen directly with the people around you, but it can happen in indirect ways. Carissa was telling me um, a story this past week from her professor at school. His name is Dr. Baker, and he was overseeing a wedding this past summer uh, for two of his students, and Oftentimes, with counseling and things like that, they begin to ask about, well, how are you guys doing sexually? And they're like, we're doing great. We're abstinent. We're going to wait until marriage, like the word says um, and intends. And he's like, good, 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 and walked with them through that. Finds out on the day of the wedding that she's pregnant. And so in that moment, this is not just students. These are friends that they lied to him. And I, was, I remember hearing that, I was like, "That! I can't believe they would lie to him like that. How rude is that? And yet, in that moment, I was like, wait a minute. I have to forgive them. Forgive them. I don't even know their name. But that's a moment where I get to forgive, and I don't get to stand in judgment and go, I can't believe that. What a terrible world we live in. See, that's unforgiveness, and that's offense living in your heart. And what begins to happen is when you hold on to offense, it begins to build on your heart. I want to show you guys a picture. Go ahead and put the first one up, Angela. What is that? Hot lava. Hot lava. All right. Huh. I was looking up pictures and videos, and there was a guy who put his shoe near the lava, and his shoe just sort of went into flames because it's so hot. So I want you to think about this for a minute. I want you to think about this as maybe something that's happened to you. Maybe you, something's happened to you in your life. Or you've seen something and it's gotten you like really, really upset. Someone hurt you. The world hurt you by something that happened. So I want you to think of it initially as this. Now I want you to put up the next picture. This is the same thing. Except now this is lava that's been cooled. Normal temperature. You can walk on it. So it's the same thing but it's just kind of in a different form. This is down the road. This is times later. And I want you to think about this for a minute because it might be the same thing, but that field is destroyed, right? And do you think any living thing under that can grow up now? No, it can't. It's stuck under it. You can, you can build a house on top of that. You can You can walk across it, but it's there. And it's not allowing anything to grow. See, the thing about unforgiveness is that when you allow it to just sit in your heart as unforgiveness, it's like this lava that comes and sweeps the entire surface of your heart, but then it just hardens it. And now nothing can grow there. And then this unforgiveness, this frustration, unaddressed, it becomes things like this. It becomes bitterness. It becomes bitterness in your own heart. It becomes anger. It becomes cynicism. If you don't know what cynicism is, that's like believing the worst in anything. You become cynical. You become doubtful, in a sense. You know, it's interesting when um, I get the opportunity to talk to students about a lot of the things that they're going through. And it's it's serious stuff, you know. It's, it's not to discredit it, but when someone says, well, how can God be real when my brother is living like this? Or how can God be real when my mom is doing this? Or because this person did this to me, how could God possibly be real? And this is in no way to discredit those feelings or those hurt. But let me ask you something. What if God, knowing that you could be hurt by this world and sin, gave you the opportunity to forgive and to be free of those things? What if God, through his forgiveness, allowed you to be free of those hurts those situations, even though they're present, to to forgive and to move on from them, to release, to yield up, to expire those situations. You know what it's like? Sometimes it's like you're standing in front of this door that's locked and you're like, God, why isn't this door unlocked? And God puts a key in your hand and says, it's forgiveness. He says, you can unlock that door. See, God's forgiveness through the cross is the most valuable possible thing you could have in your life. It sets you free from your sin and shame. But it also allows you to be free of the things that people could do to hurt you as well. It allows you to set other people free from the guilt and shame of their own sin. It allows you to live freely in the grace of God. And that's why it's so important that we live in it and we understand it. And before we even say a word to other people that in our hearts, we decide that we are going to forgive as in Christ. God forgave us. Amen. You know, the funny thing about forgiveness and the very interesting thing about it is this. Forgiveness addresses only the person that was wronged. doesn't address the person that did the sin. Forgiveness addresses the person who is wronged. And it's easy sometimes with forgiveness to be like, but they did this. And they're involved in this. But forgiveness straight from your heart begins with you and God. That's where it begins. It's between you and God. Begins with you and God. That's where it begins. And that's why to forgive is addressed at the wrong party. So let me ask you, where are the places in your heart that you're holding on to offense? Where are the places in your heart that you're allowing to be unforgiven? Maybe you're like one of those people where you're like, but God, I'm not going to forgive until this happens. And God is saying, no, you don't have to wait for that to forgive from your heart. You can be free of that right now. I'm going to ask Lane to come back up to close us. Then I'm going to also ask Carissa to lead us in our response this morning. That
1: was a good word, huh? um forgiveness is such a relevant topic um and it's not just in church but if we look at this world this world needs forgiveness um i think we all see people in our in our schools in our homes in our families that they need to know the power of forgiveness in their own hearts so they can extend it to other people. We've all seen, we've probably all been people that have been stuck in unforgiveness. And this morning, um, we're just going to take a little bit of time to do some of that inner heart work, um, to just have a quiet moment before the Lord and really get ponder and think about these things that we heard this morning. Um, I love the song that we sing in worship that says, I need you to soften my heart. And this morning, um, Maybe your heart looks like that lava picture, the picture where it's all hardened over by unforgiveness. You've let things just cool off and your heart has become hard. Uh, Maybe that's towards people. Maybe that's towards situations. But this morning, I I truly believe God wants to break that soil. He wants to um, be able to grow things in your heart and not just have unforgiveness um, dominate your life because that's honestly what it does um but God has set us free from that because he has forgiven us we are fully forgiven so we can forgive others amen amen um so this morning um the first question that I just want you guys to take a couple minutes to to think about to yourself is how have I been forgiven how have you been forgiven by God God's forgiven us of of so much um He's forgiven us of our sins. He, made, he went from heaven to earth to show us that. He died on the cross to show us that, to make a place for us in heaven. How have you been forgiven? Maybe by your parents, by your friends, by the people around you. So take a moment. Just think about that with, with you and the Lord. How have you been forgiven?